Viewer discretion is advised. Stories are run in a cycle of the news to where we almost become sick of them. What happened to the stories that dominated the news for such a long time? Did they ever figure out what the actor or actress's death was caused by? Who was the killer in that string of murders? Does the legendary creature exist? Or was it made up by someone simply seeking attention? How did that one person die? Welcome to the aftermath where we hop in our time machines and figure out what ended up happening in the news stories we followed so intently and then never heard the ending to due to life smacking us in the face with more happenings. Forgotten Story, Waco, Texas, and the Branch Davidians. The Branch Davidians were a religious group that originated from an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. They gained control of the Mount Carmel compound in Texas by early 1960s. David Koresh, who was then known by his birth name of Vernon Wayne Howe, arrived in 81 and became the undisputed leader of the group within a decade. The group's beliefs and practices were definitely controversial, and they were suspected of illegal firearm possession. In February 1993, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the ATF, raided the Mount Carmel compound, leading to a 51-day standoff between federal agents and members of the Branch Davidians. The siege ended dramatically on April 19, 93, when fires consumed the compound, leaving some 75 people dead, including 25 children. After the disastrous raid of their compound, the Branch Davidians fell from public view, but they still have a presence in Waco, Texas, and around the world. A few members slowly have moved back to the Mount Carmel site in the years that followed. Clive Doyle, an Australian-born Texan, whose daughter, one of Koresh's wives, had perished in the fire, took on the role of the lay preacher for the group, the Baxter. I was the ATF aware of the compound. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the ATF, had been investigating the Branch Davidians over charges that children at the compound were being abused and that the Branch Davidians were stockpiling weapons. The ATF had obtained a search warrant for the compound, an arrest warrant for David Koresh and several of the group's members. On February 28, 1993, 76 agents from the ATF arrived at the compound called Mount Carmel, expecting to surprise the group. However, the group's members were fully armed and prepared. An intense gun fight erupted, resulting in the deaths of four ATF agents and six Branch Davidians. How did David Koresh become leader? of the group. David Koresh was born Vernon Howe, and he became the leader of the Branch Davidians in 87 after a power struggle with another leader, George Rodin, who was the son of the group's founder, Benjamin Rodin. Koresh had been a member of the group since 1981 and had been competing for dominance with George Rodin until he and his followers took over Mount Carmel in 1987. Koresh claimed to be the final prophet of the Branch Davidians, and his apocalyptic biblical teachings attracted various followers. However, in the early 1990s, he became subject to allegations of polygamy and child sexual abuse by former Branch Davidian associates. These allegations led to a raid on the Mount Carmel compound in February of 93 by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, CITF, and later the FBI. During the 51-day siege, violence that ensued, 
Koresh was wounded by the ATF forces and later died from a gunshot in unclear circumstances as the compound was destroyed in a fire. What organizations were at the Waco standoff? The Waco siege involved several organizations, including the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, Texas Law Enforcement, and even U.S. military. The ATF had raided the compound on February 28th as part of the investigation into illegal possession of firearms and explosives by the Branch Davidians. The FBI took over the operation after the initial raid failed to capture Koresh and his followers. What was the group's belief system. The Branch Davidians were an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and their beliefs and practices were very controversial. They believe that God's will is revealed progressively, and that each generation could expect to receive its quote-unquote present truth or quote-unquote new light. They also believed that the apocalypse was coming and that David Koresh, the group's leader, was the final prophet of the Branch Davidians. In a sense, they were right. The group's theology focused on the end times with a particular emphasis on the imminent return of Jesus Christ. How'd they get their name? The name Branch Davidians is an allusion to the anointed branch mentioned in Zechariah 3, 8 and 6, 12 of the Bible. When Benjamin Rodin, the follower of Victor Hotep, the founder of the Davidian Seventh-day Adventists, proclaimed what he believed to be a new message from God in 1995, he signed his letters, quote-unquote, the branch, believing that the new name Jesus had taken to reflect the new stage of his work in the heavenly sanctuary. Those who accepted Rodin's teachings became known as Branch Davidians, Seventh-day Adventists. What was the ATS reasoning for raiding the compound? The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms raided the Mount Carmel compound in Waco, Texas on 28th of 1993 in February as part of an investigation into illegal possession of firearms and explosives by the Branch Davidians. ATF obtained a search warrant for the compound and arrest warrants for Koresh and a few other members of the group. The raid was met with gunfire from the Branch Davidians. Nothing says Jesus is coming like a full-on shootout. The raid was met with gunfire by the Branch Davidians, leading to a 51-day standoff between federal agents and members of the group. The siege ended dramatically on April 19th when fires consumed the compound, leaving 75 people dead. What was the timeline of events? On February 28th, 93, the standoff began between the federal government and the Davidians, a religious sect that lived near Waco. The standoff ended on April 19th, as we said before, when the FBI launched an assault on the compound resulting in a fire that killed those 76 we talked about, including the children. The tactical commander at Waco was Richard Rogers, who was the head of the FBI hostage rescue team. The FBI attempted to negotiate with David Koresh, the leader of the Branch Davidians. The FBI negotiated the release of 19 children, but 98 people stayed behind. Negotiations continued, but eventually stalled, and on April 19th, the FBI and state authorities said fuck you and just moved on into the compound with tanks and flash bombs. Almost immediately, the building caught fire and was engulfed in flames. 76 Branch Davidians had died. Some were killed by gunshot wounds and others crushed by a concrete wall. Oh my god! They killed Kenny! You bastard! An investigation determined the fire was started inside the building by the Branch Davidians. Controversy over the raid, siege, and fire continues to this very day. How did the building catch fire? The cause of that fire that consumed the Mount Carmel compound on the 19th is still a matter of debate. The FBI and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the ATF, have maintained that the fire was started by the Branch Davidians themselves 
who set the compound ablaze in a mass suicide. However, some survivors and their families have disputed this claim and suggested that the fire was started by tear gas canisters fired by the FBI. The official report from the Justice Department included that the fire was started by the Branch Davidians themselves. What weapons were found after the fire? According to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the Branch Davidians had acquired 136 firearms, including assault rifles and handguns, 700-plus magazines for those firearms, 200,000 rounds of ammunition, 110 upper and lower receivers for the AR-15 M16 rifles, and a grenade launcher attachment for the AR-15 rifles. During the siege, the FBI also found weapons in the compound, including AK-47s, AR-15s, M1 carbines, and shotguns. Did they find Koresh's body? Dave Koresh's body was found among the rubble of the Mount Carmel compound after it was burnt down and identified through dental records. The autopsy report says that Koresh died from a gunshot wound to the head inside the compound. However, it's not entirely clear whether he committed suicide or was killed by someone else. The bullet wound was in the center of his forehead. The body was found near the kitchen, a communications area of the compound. Where was David Koresh's body buried? Koresh was buried in an unmarked grave at Memorial Park Cemetery in Tyler, Texas. What events transpired after the standoff ended? After the Waco siege, eight members of the Branch Davidians were convicted on charges of voluntary manslaughter and using firearms in the commission of a crime. By 2007, all had been released from prison. Survivors of the siege have described living under Koresh's rule and the group's controversial beliefs and practices. Clive Doyle, the Australian-born Texan whose daughter was one of Koresh's wives, took the role of the preacher. What happened to everyone else involved? Janet Reno, who launched the attack. The Waco standoff had already begun by the time Janet Reno became the first female attorney general on March 12th of 93. She approved the FBI's tear gas plan the following month, explaining that negotiations with the Branch Davidians had stalemated and that children inside the compound were definitely a risk. We'll never know whether there was a better solution, Reno said in 1995. Everyone involved made their best judgment based on the information we had. Nonetheless, Republican-led congressional report called her decision, quote, premature, wrong, and highly irresponsible, end quote. She was also criticized when facts emerged contradicting some of her earlier statements. After leaving the Attorney General's office in 2001, Reno ran for governor of Florida, but narrowly lost in the Democratic primary. Since then, she had given speeches around the country and served on the board of directors of the Innocence Project, which helped exonerate wrongly convicted prisoners through DNA testing. Janet Reno passed away on November 7th, 2016, due to complications from Parkinson's disease. She was 78 years old at the time of her death. Reno served as Attorney General under President Bill Clinton from 93 to 2001, making her the second longest serving Attorney General in U.S. history. Bill Clinton. Newly inaugurated President Bill Clinton closely followed the events at Waco, but apparently left the final decision making to Reno. In a statement, he recalled, he had asked Reno several questions about the tear gas plan prior to concluding that if she thought it was the right thing to do, she should proceed. Reno supported this version of events, saying in 1995, I advised the president and he said he would back me up. It was not a decision of the White House, she added, but a decision made in law enforcement arena where it should be. Nevertheless, some critics consider the siege a blemish on Clinton's presidency. Uh, we'll just ignore that whole blowjob under the desk thing. Since leaving the office, Clinton has anchored an autobiography, done philanthropic work, and gone on diplomatic missions, including to North Korea, where he negotiated the release 
of two captured American journalists. He also campaigned for his wife during the failed presidential run in 2008 and for Barack Obama in 2012. Robert Rodriguez. After being leaked to the media, the word of the February 28th raid reached the Branch Davidians when a local cameraman unwittingly asked Koresh's brother-in-law for directions. Robert Rodriguez, an undercover agent with the U.S. Bureau of Tobacco and Firearms who had infiltrated the compound, posing as a trade school student, excused himself in order to warn his superiors that the element of surprise had been lost, but they decided to proceed anyway, leading to the shootout which 10 people died. Rodriguez later filed a lawsuit against the agent and a slew of its officials, alleging that they defamed him and conspired to make him a scapegoat. An out-of-court settlement reportedly netted him $2.3 million, having been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Rodriguez retired with disability benefits in December of 99. As of 2010, he still lived in San Antonio, Texas. Did you know? Timothy McVeigh. Although the terrorist McVeigh did not play a direct role in the Branch Davidian standoff, he visited Waco to see the siege for himself. Yes, Timothy McVeigh was at Waco and became incensed at the government's actions. On the two-year anniversary of the tear gas assault, McVeigh set off a truck bomb outside the Alfred P. Murrow Federal Building in Oklahoma City, which housed the ATF, among other agencies. The explosion caused the north face of the structure to collapse, killing 168 people and injuring hundreds of others. A state trooper pulled McVeigh over just an hour and a half later for driving without a license plate and subsequently arresting him for unlawfully carrying a handgun. Within days, he had been linked to the bombing, and it was a bunch of stuff the government did, and the last straw was Waco, McVeigh reportedly told his father during the conviction on multiple counts of murder and conspiracy. He was executed by lethal injection on June 11, 2001. Did the ATF find evidence that Koresh was sleeping with the children at the compound after the standoff? According to Heavy.com, several former members of the Branch Davidians provided affidavits detailing sexual relations between Koresh and some of the adult females who lived in the compound. However, a six-month investigation of sexual abuse allegations by the Texas Child Protective Services in 92 failed to turn up any evidence of child sexual abuse. Are the Branch Davidians still around? After the disastrous raid of their compound, the Branch Davidians fell from public view but still had a presence in Waco and around the world. A few members slowly moved back to the Mount Carmel site in the years that followed. However, it's unclear whether they're still active members of the group today. What's on the property now? According to Heavy.com, the site of the former New Mount Carmel Center, now monuments and memorial sites of the ATF agents and Davidians who died. The foundation for the original building is still visible today, and the pool that was on the property in 93 is still there. A church where the remaining Branch Davidians worship is also on the land. It was built on top of the foundation where the original building was burned. The church is marked by a row of red, Crate Myrtles, planted by the survivors of the siege. A Time Magazine article published in February 2023 said that Waco had become a tourist attraction. And Mount Carmel is a chapel on a Gracie floodplain near the corner of Elk Road and Double EE Ranch Road. The publication reported that 82 trees had been planted near the new chapel to represent everyone that died. Who owns the property now? According to the same article, the site of the former Mount Carmel Center is owned by Double E Ranch, but the Branch Davidians retained a core 77.8 acre area around the administrative building. Special thanks to the following. Denofgeek.com, HoustonPublicMedia.org, 
MyImperfectLife.com, Distractify.com, Newsweek.com, Time.com, ATF.gov, TheDailyBeast.com, Heavy.com, NetflixLife.com, TampaBay.com, TheBustle.com, PrecisionOutdoors.org, ABC13.com, PBS.org, QuickFlashQA.com, Encyclopedia.com, Britannica.com, PopSugar.com, MartSid.com, Watchmen.org, History.com, Britannica.com, and AllThisInteresting.com. For Slander, this is Dan Hudson. Peace!